ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Yo, what's poppin'? Bro, that was a long-ass episode last episode. Yo, oh, Daddy. Nighty. Nighty brought that it guy? down. That guy, yeah, Dave Knight, man, in the house. That's why people, like, with his personality, I see why people look at people from the Northeast, particularly Massachusetts, like, yo, what the hell? Nah, man, that guy was so close to being a new kid on the block. You know what? You he know, was so close. He was destined not to be one. I almost wanted to ask him, like, yo, did you ever get to wrestle Marky Mark? But I'm pretty sure he was much older than that whole entire crew. But was my wife was so jealous. Of him? Oh, my wife was the biggest New Kids fan, right? So True. the fact that I had the brother of one of the New Kids to uh-huh. her, like that would have been like, yo, I love pizza. Sure, I'll eat that pizza that's cold and been out yeah. all night because I love pizza that much. She right. loves New Kids that much that that would have been the closest she got to like meeting her childhood crush. Brought her, brought her in. She would have been in our guest live studio audience. Yeah, although her childhood crush, she was a, for the new kids people out there, she was a Joey McIntyre, and he wasn't a knight. Mm-hmm. Only Jordan and Jonathan were knights. But nonetheless, I'm sure Boston Dave, I'm shout sure Boston, Boston Dave. Dave. Yeah, shout out. It was, a, it was a great episode. It just ran long AF. Yeah. You know what AF stands for? Always and forever, according to always you. Always and forever. Well, you forever. prefaced the episode that in the next 30 or 45 minutes, and I always say don't say that because then it'll go over. We did not preface that in oh, days. Oh, yes, you did. I would have known I better. That dude talks edited. more than I do. And he loves saying the crutch word, long story short, 45 minutes into said story. Oh, you must know that because you produced and edited the show. Yeah, but yeah, I pick I up on ca- stuff like I that. I didn't pick up on that. Well, let's crush through this because we did an episode that was 25 minutes last week. Yeah, still got the best criti- part. Still well, got criticism. Well, still got criticism. Well, we got crushed because it was eight minutes of, of prep, you know, getting started. By the way, y'all, I need to sometimes build up the energy. I need to build they up the understand. energy. I That's need to I feel listen. the flow. I, I don't need to listen get it going. to internet warriors because they don't coming off with all the emails you have to fire off and all the bullshit calls you got to deal with to get in the mindset to hop on the mic and like bring it. It takes a little bit of talent, so I don't want to hear no internet trolls about a long intro and all that. Like, shit. Like, have you ever heard a freestyle rapper get Please started? The first minute or two, the first minute or two is garbage. You got to get into the flow. You got to get in the flow. How about you ever seen like a breakdance competition? Mm. Their first moves aren't their best moves. Shout out Jabberwockies. Um, today's episode is going to be one of my favorite episodes to do. It was brought to you by you guys. It was brought and to gals. you by you guys. It's also brought to you by tloponline.com. Oh, yeah, I heard of but it. But it is essentially we're taking five questions that we received last week alone from listeners like you. We want your feedback. We want your input. Mm-hmm. Just I, like today, I'm going to help our audience understand, better understand yeah, things questions. like why a seller would choose not to lower their price, but they would choose to give a financial incentive ooh, to the home wh- buyer. Ooh. Whether or not an operations person should be worried about their job if you work in an operations position and you're in the mortgage industry. Head on a swivel, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to I'm going to share the best career advice that I was ever given, but I'm also going to share the top career advice that I tend to give the most. Mm-hmm. I am going to answer whether or not mortgage loan originators need business planning. And then I'm going to answer this question. When will rates come back down? Probably June of 2025. All right. Then I don't have to answer that one. Looks like you've already given your prog- answer. My prognostication because I read Bloomberg. All right. That was sexy. All right. You ready to go? I don't know, but you know sometimes when you leave, like you wash your shirt, but you leave in the um, washing machine too long and it gets a little soggy. This is like a brand new shirt that I wash, but it does smell like a little musty, like alleyway piss. 
You know I'm, what I'm, I'm talking sorry to, I'm sorry to hear You've that, You've never John? done that when you leave, like, you for, you put in a load of wash, but you forget it's in the washer, it stays in there for, like, eight hours, and, like, oh, shit. And you throw them in the dryer, hoping that the dryer sheets will get out the funky smell. This never happened to you? Ah, oh, man, I gotta admit. You're uh, diligent with your laundry shit, huh? Uh, smells like Philadelphia. I'm not allowed to do laundry in my household, John. Ooh, why? What do you mean? Uh, my dad taught me this little trick early on in my marriage. He said, son, you screw that up one time, Shit, your you'll pants. never have to do it again. That's false. That just means my clothes pile up and I have to buy new ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. What the hell? That's why I got in this problem in the first place. Yes, I've been asked to not touch the laundry unless it's like gym towels, garage towels, anything that if it's uh, destroyed is mm. easy to replace. God. So, no, I, I can't tell you, you that know, I you sympathize or empathize. It's funny. Like, you know, when you walk around, like, what is that smell? And it follows you, and then eventually you realize it's you. The one thing that I can <laughs> tell you is I do know when she starts using uh, something with a lot of fragrance in mm, it. Them fragrance beads. I do not like fragrance mm. in my soap. Mm. I don't want to put on my oh, shirt and have, smell yeah. the soap. Well, they do that in some hotels. And some, it's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even get in the sheets because all I smell is that perfume That's that they use. That's what you pay used. for. Is it? I guess so. I'd rather just smell like. Neutral. Neutral. Yes. Well said. All right. Let's get let's jump into this. There's some people like, it's an eight and a half it minute mark. It doesn't matter. You, you know why? Because it's our show. I don't care. All right. Let's jump into it. I'm going to do it in order. We're going to start with the home seller. Mm-hmm. Right? So I had a home seller reach out to me. And she's like, hey, Dustin, uh, my realtor is recommending that we don't drop the price. I need to sell my house right away. And I'm thinking we should sell, we should drop the price by 10 grand. My realtor's like, no, we should advertise or market a $10,000 credit in order to do this thing called a two one buy down. Can you please explain? I'm like, oh my gosh, what a great question and very re- relevant. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain to her that at the end of the day, just like with cars, most people buy houses based on a budget, based on a payment. So if you drop your sales price by 10 grand, ultimately, unless you're talking about a cash buyer, at which point it's a whole different story a whole 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 different uh ball of wax ball of wax there you go i was trying to stay away from ball of wax that's that's what dr morgan at ucf am i writing for public pr class he would call that trite yeah so i was trying to stay away from speaking and trite that's fine but you jumped the gun you beat me to the punch so here we Isn't go. Isn't that trite jumping? What it you is. Just said? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is that a double entendre? Is that what that is, John? Yeah, I'm amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, anyhow, what I had to um, had to explain to her is like people purchase based on are they comfortable? Are they comfortable with the payment? Are they comfortable with with how much money they have to bring to the closing table? Like those are the things they're working with at the confines of budgetary constraints. So ten thousand dollars on purchase price would ultimately mean that they finance, let's just say, $9,000 less. And I was like, $9,000 less, even at these pretty substantially much higher interest rates than what we've seen over the past 20 years. Even at those rates, you're talking about maybe 75 bucks a month. Okay, well, 75 bucks a month for someone buying a $400,000 house, like that is not going to move the needle. But what if you as the seller could accept a full price offer, but then you give them $10,000. They use that $10,000 to lower their interest rate temporarily by 2% in year one. Then they lower their interest rate temporarily by 1% in year two. You now have taken something that was not comfortably afforded and you have made that payment 400 plus dollars, maybe $500 cheaper in year one. Okay. Now, in year two, the rate goes up a little bit. 
So now their savings is only going to be roughly 200 to $250. But both those numbers are far greater than had you just lowered the sales price, had they financed nine grand less and saved 75 bucks a month. I said, so your goal as a seller is to help the person make homeownership affordable. That's either with paying all their closing costs. That means it's less money out of their pocket. That could mean using a seller credit to buy out the mortgage insurance that's required for them because they're only putting three, five or 10% down, at which point you're saving them two or 300 bucks a month. Or it's maybe using your money to do a two, one buy down. She's like, well, why would they do a two, one buy down? I said, because statistically based on probability and projections, mortgage rates should be substantially lower 18 to 24 months from now. So the loan that you're doing is only going to be a temporary loan. This helps them get into the house today, helps them get comfortable with the payments today, at which point they'll refinance, let's say in 24 months, and then they'll fix in an even lower interest rate and even lower payment for a much longer time period. And she was like, oh, mind blown. I'm like, exactly. That's why mortgage and selling your house is not a DYI. You don't do it yourself. And if you do, then you're very well missing out on some great strategies that help you move your property and net the most amount of money. So she was like, ding, 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 thank you very much. So I say, thank you, Sarah in Jacksonville for that question. Well said. All right. Um, I had an operations associate, doesn't work for my company, doesn't matter if she did or didn't, uh, but she reached out to me. She's a 20 year veteran of the mortgage industry. And she said, Dustin, should I be worried about my job? Hell yeah. And I said to her, not going to use her name. I said, I would tell anyone in any job market, in any industry, what I'm getting ready to tell you. But yes, your census should 100% be heightened right now compared to three years ago. But what I would tell, what I told her, but I also want to tell anyone else is that when you work in a field or an industry where your job is not to either produce revenue or if your job is not to enhance revenue, meaning you can't tangibly say, I do X and in return my company made Y, then at any time you make yourself expendable, right? Very early on in, 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 our, in our career as podcasters, we had on Louis Valsane. Shout out Louis Valsane. And his whole entire episode was all about being an intrapreneur. It's that seasoned professional associate who works for the company. They don't own the company, but they think like an owner. And thinking like an owner means you're always trying to drive revenue to the bottom line. Okay. I would also tell, I told her this, and I'll tell anyone else this. You are not typically the only person that does what you do. So your job is to make sure that you're one of the best at that role. Like the mortgage industry, it could be a closer, it could be a processor, it could be an underwriter, it could be accounting, it could be IT, right? None of those roles directly drive revenue to the bottom line. But if you're in a department with 10 IT professionals, you have to make sure that you're in the top third if you're in the top third, as long as the company is solvent and in business, they will need IT professionals. But if you're not in the top third and you're in the bottom third, then yes, you're going to subject yourself to being possibly eliminated if and when budget cuts happen. So for her, 
she is in the operations department, right? She's in that underwriting process and closing field. My direct advice was make sure you're the best. Make sure you're the one who gets the most done in the 40 hours that, that you're doing. It has the best positive attitude and is always looking for ways that you can bring value to your clients. Her clients are mortgage loan originators. Those are her clients. If she can do that and she can make sure she's in the top third, she should worry a lot less. Mm -hmm. And again, that goes with just about any industry. Make sure you're one of the best. Put those golden handcuffs on your employer. Great people, I will tell you, we keep around even when we don't need them. Find a way. Great people, we will repurpose. Mm -hmm. Like you just do that when you have a great associate. So it's on you to make sure that you're one of one of the greats. All right. Any questions on that? Well said, Dustin. I feel inspired. No, you don't. I know. I'm just always, I always keep myself like right above the cut line. That's it with intentionality, right? Constantly nipping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even pick up what you were putting down. No, it's okay, man. I know that's false. I get to work with you on this podcast. I get to thank, see your your production quality. Thank you, Dustin. I yeah, you it. don't have it in you not to do quality production well speak to my wife she calls me bm you know what that stands for it's not baby mama it's bare minimum bare minimum love you babe yeah well there's maybe many aspects <laughs> yeah. yeah in terms of like how you go shopping yeah. how you do your laundry yeah. how you pick up after yourself i'm trying sure. to get better man how you show your affection yeah bear yes communication how, all the above and yes how, how you prioritize your relationships with with anyone who's not the person in the mirror staring back at you i think it's an aquarius thing because i looked at it i think it's my sign my taurus is that what it is yeah what in, are you? In, in, until they in, until they change the signs you're scorpius what are you scorpius <laughs> scorpius yes <laughs> i'm copious scorpius baby <laughs> what is it what yeah, are you i'm a scorpio all right oh that makes so much sense i'm a scorpio in fact nikki wants to us to do something special for my birthday please so y'all stay Nikki, tuned please don't stay no, tuned no 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 no, no. we're gonna do a special offer oh, on TLOP online okay. there's nothing you hate worse than gifts i do just, not like gifts just experiences i love experiences yeah invite me somewhere yeah, yeah include me make me feel included yeah yes don't well, buy me a gift well, this whole, uh, you can buy me a drink i'm totally down to buy me a drink yeah. You can buy me a drink when we're out. I'll accept free drinks all day Hold long. On, Rocky's Just ask Chad at yeah. ArchMI. Hey, Chad, thanks for all those drinks the other night, by the way, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, I don't do gifts. But but Nikki's like, hey, Dio, I'd love to do something around your birthday next mm. month. It's going to be like a big membership drive for TLOP online. Shut we're going to give some of the proceeds away to uh, my favorite charity. That's going to go to my wife's favorite charity, which is a door pet rescue. Look so you, hopefully Dustin. if Holy the TLOP shit. community steps up, then we'll be able to donate a nice check to a door and we'll be able to drive members yeah. under this record rock bottom right. investment that we're asking for. But we're going to do it all around my birthday, which is in the month of November, if I had which makes me a Scorpio. If I had emotions, I would feel them, I guess. Next right. question. Next question comes from a uh, college student. Yeah, so a college student at the University of Central Florida. Y'all are screwed. Uh, yep. Asked <laughs> me uh, the following question. Mm -hmm. What is the best career advice? That you received. Oh, God. And I'm going to go back to probably my sophomore, junior year of college. And I joined a local, not local, I joined like a, um, a campus uh, club that specialized in the advertising and public relations uh, major. Mm -hmm. Clubs called Quotes. Anyone that's at University of Central Florida, you're in quotes. Shout out. I was in quotes circa 1998 to 2001 probably. <laughs> and anyhow, it was told to me at like a career fair. 
by someone who was probably only six or eight years older than me, but you know, they had graduated, gone on, they'd run their second career, uh, uh, job, career opportunity, whatever. And she said pointedly, it is who, you know, and not what, you know, and I was like, huh? She said it was who, you know, not what, you know. You can't be a know nothing and you sure as heck can't be a do nothing. But if you know everything and you've done everything, but you know, nobody, good luck being noticed. Good luck being offered opportunities. You have to put as much effort and energy into being known as you do into knowing and to doing. I was like, damn, okay. That has served me amazingly in my first career of TV advertising. It is, by the way, how I landed my job in my career opportunity in the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. And not just any career opportunity. Like, like I landed a career opportunity that was really selective, right? Had a pretty rigorous interview process. And I would have never even known about the company or the opportunity or scored my first interview had I not had a decent professional network that I intentionally built out when I lived down in West Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the best career advice that I was ever given that stuck with me. Now, the career advice that I give isn't necessarily always um, easy to follow depending on where you are in your career, right? Some people have to actually swipe and adapt what was told to me, mm -hmm. and that needs to be your career advice. But the one that I love to give, especially when I'm talking to college students, is I will tell them, intern, 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 work for free, work for free, work for free. Experience, 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 expose, expose, expose. Like you want to collect as many internships as you can for two reasons. A, because it is true. It is more about who you know than what you know. By interning, it's first about getting to know other people, other professionals. If you're lucky, you'll learn something too. But for me, interning taught me everything I didn't want to do for a career. I didn't have to battle like many of my friends through the first 10 or 15 years of my career, trying to figure out who I was as a professional. Like I was able to go into my career knowing there's probably three careers that I want to shoot for first. It was a copywriter at an advertising agency. It was an account executive for an advertising agency, or it was selling advertising. Mm. I was able to land selling advertising. Now selling advertising gave me a solid sales foundation and it allowed me to learn, wow, I loved selling national advertising, working for a media rep firm. I freaking hated selling local advertising. That allowed me to pursue a personal passion of mine, which was personal finance, couple it with the sales experience that I had and find a role in the financial sales industry. I could have been a financial advisor. I could have sold life insurance. I could have become an insurance agent. I could have become a commercial real estate agent. But the mortgage industry was the opportunity that was presented to me. It fit what I was looking for. It fit things I was interested in, and I went for it. But I was able to not go down so many other paths that I maybe would have wanted to go down, and I was able to do that because I interned. Now, if you're 30, 40, 50 years old, and you're looking to do a career change, it's hard to intern when you have to put food on the table. But... There is something about working for free or job shadowing or, or 
following around somebody, because that's called a job shadow, for a time period for you for you to dip your toes in there and get a taste. Um, but that's the career advice I probably find myself giving the most of is to young professionals. Um, the, the little you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you, the two other sidebars that I, I give, and again, this is younger professionals, don't be in a hurry to grow up. To me, the age is 26. But 26, have your shit together. Mm. But don't be in a hurry to graduate at 20 and feel like you have to have that career job at 21 and married at 22 and start a family at 23. The hell? You don't have to. Shit. Yeah, don't let indus- don't, don't let society mm-hmm. ruin you into thinking that you have to. Yeah. And also, get out there and travel. Go expose yourself to other thoughts, other cultures, other ideas. Explore the world. Mm-hmm. You will learn more about yourself, more about other people, Expand your horizons if you just get out and you explore adventure. You can do so with a backpack and staying in hostels. You do not have to go all bougie John Coleman staying in mm-hmm. four seasons. Yeah. Well all right. Said, Dustin. Next up, loan officer reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dio, do I really need the business plan? I don't know. Do you really want a career in this industry? Thank you, John Coleman. That's one hell of an answer. That's just hanging around with you, Dustin. Yes. The answer is Yes. Every single year, we should be sitting down and we should be business planning. We should be reflective of the year that that just was, what went well, what didn't go well. We should complete a SWOT analysis. Have you ever done a SWOT analysis? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yes, sir. You should do a SWOT analysis on yourself, your individual business. I don't care if you run your own branch, you run your own company, or you're a rookie loan originator just trying to figure all this out. You need to business plan. Shameless plug. The TLOP exclusive in December is going to be yours truly coming back. Encore presentation, close out the year. I'm going to do an hour and a half business planning session for the entire TLOP community. Let's go. Yes. Where I have a 15-minute business plan that we are going to to go over. I have an in-depth business plan that we're going to wrap things up with. And in the middle, I'm going to go over the, the referral account pyramid. That is a living, breathing document that'll help you stay organized for the rest of your career just by keeping your eye on where you receive the bulk of your leads. Where should you be putting forth your effort? My problem with most business planning, it just starts with like these pie-in-the-sky goals. I'm going to make $15 million next year. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fund $15 million. How you I'm going to make $150,000. Well, how are you going to do that, John? By the same thing, I'm just going to do more of it. Yeah, no. Too many times we just set these goals. I'm going to run a race. I'm going to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. Okay. All right, how? On a train. What does that look like? What trip. is your training? What's Uh-oh. your time frame? Uh-oh. I didn't think about all that. Yeah. I mean, like, but we can't just make these like, oh, that's business planning. No, that's not. That's, that's fantasizing. Like, that is fantasizing. So we're going to do legitimate business planning. And to answer his question, the answer is yes. If you are 100% commission, if you are a sales professional, if you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, like, yes, you have to business plan, but your business plan has to start at the top. You may start with like, we are going to exceed this revenue. We are going to achieve this many new accounts. We're going to fund this much volume, but you have to then work backwards to then figure out what type of activity, Mm -hmm. what type of marketing, what type of promotions How many referral sources, how many accounts do you need 
to procure the leads, to convert the leads into a sale to achieve those goals. So yes, we are going to do that. We're going to do that very pointedly and specifically for mortgage sales professionals. It's going to be in December. Stay tuned. Then finally, I love this question. Mm. When are rates going to come back down? I, I said I prognosticated June 2025. But it doesn't matter about the rate, people. If you're ready to buy the home, you buy the damn home. We can always refinance you later once rates drop. To a certain extent, John, you are correct. However, <laughs> if you can't afford the home or you can't qualify for the mortgage because your rate's 8%. Buy the shit anyway. It's the American way. No, that's terrible advice. Oh. <laughs> Do We are never going to be able to replace Clark Howard or Dave Ramsey with that type of advice, John. Sorry. I just, I give you layups because then you, <laughs> you can get like, excited. Yeah, you get rebuttals. Like, no, John, that's not, you're supposed <laughs> to save your money. See, it's good. Um, I love your answer, though, uh, June 2025. Yeah. You know, that, that would be like me being a, a weather forecaster. It'll rain, maybe. And be like, yeah, when's it going to rain next? Oh, we're going to have a hurricane. When? I don't know. By 2030, one's going to make <laughs> landfall here in Florida. Like, if you just put it out long enough, the, yeah, that's the, what I'm the odds are in your favor. Hey, I can guarantee you this. There's going to be a home run hit this World Series. Mm, there's a couple. Shout out to the Phillies. <clears throat> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, no, no, no. I want you to tell me what inning of what game the next home run is going to be hit. Well, according we to, probably well, if I knew that. that, I'd be on my yacht in Fiji, according to Dio. There you go. If we could predict interest rates, we would be on our yachts in Fiji. Yeah. We and our clients need to understand that. Now, what is my hypothetical guess? My hypothetical guess is not even hypothetical. It's, it's pretty factual. As soon as, as soon as the economy quits growing, as soon as unemployment starts going up, I almost said peaking or surging. Mm -hmm. As soon as the Federal Reserve raises their hand and says, we're done, we have... Our, our hikes have, have met their intended consequence, which is crashing the economy without crashing the economy. <laughs> mm -hmm. We will see mortgage interest rates come back down. I don't foresee that being any time in the near future. You may say, what's near future? I'm going to say in the next six months. I'm going to say in the next six months. But none of us really know. Truly, none of us really know. So, there are some people that think by... By November of next year, we're going to be off of the fiat currency. We're going to be on the gold standard. We're, we're going to have 182 world treasuries, and everything's going to go on to cryptocurrency. Bricks. Bricks, coins. No, I, bricks. The thing, B-R-I-C-S, the currency that have you don't know what bricks is? Aliens and bricks. You over don't know my what head. bricks is? Nah, man. It's like a thing. I am not, I, yo, it's not I'm, aliens. It's I'm like fiduciary. Be, I'm going to be chastised for not knowing what bricks is thanks a lot for calling well, out my deficiencies oh, there's my achilles B -R -I -C. heel it's like when the nations are going to make their own money they're going to get off the dollar yes you didn't yes hear about, you didn't hear about yes that? i heard all about that yes oh well played yes yep <laughs> i just couldn't understand you with that accent of yours John. <laughs> yeah, bricks yeah sure yes yeah. yes um but no the, the true answer is is, is none, no one really knows i think i as a betting person i would wager a hundred dollars that by May 1st, mm -hmm. rates are half a percent to a whole percent lower than they are right now. And we're, we're doing this the end of October, beginning of, of November is when, we, when we're recording and releasing this. Sure. Um, I don't know if we're going to see a five handle. A five handle means the rate starts in five, right? 5.25, mm -hmm. 5.5, 5.75, heck, even 5.875, which is five and seven eighths. We won't be there, possibly. 
until May of 2025. But I think rates themselves will start coming back down. I think that'll happen by end of Q1, beginning of Q2. But I don't think it's going to happen by December. Now, we have geopolitical issues will always impact mortgage interest rates. The unknown, right? No one could predict or see the coronavirus happening. When that happened, then there was a bunch of worldwide um, reaction. And those reactions were a direct result of mortgage interest rates hitting record lows. So there are wars going on. There's a potential of other wars or skirmishes um, either escalating or, or happening. So we never know. Like back in the day, and I'm recorded saying this, I used to say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, like we understand when, when, when typically stocks go up, then, then that's, that's good for the stock market, it's bad for the bond market. Uh, we know that inflation is the uh, evildoer for, for, for rates. So when we have high inflation, we have high interest rates. When we have low inflation, we have low interest rates. Um, when the economy is hot, good for the stock market, bad for the bond market. When the economy is not hot, good for the bond market, bad for the stock market. We want the bond market to be doing good because that means that the price of bonds is going up and the yields or rates are going down, right? Like I used to always say, just the, the, the typical. And I'd always throw in this caveat, but you never know when Russia's going to bomb Ukraine. And it's super sad now that I look back because that actually did happen. But it wasn't a shock that it happened, right? Like anyone who follows worldly or current events, like you knew that there was always a political unrest going on between, the, between those two nations. Um, and we talk about the same thing, like China, Taiwan. Well, we don't know the economic blowback of China, Taiwan, or like we did a whole entire episode where I, I use the analogy, like when China sneezes, the whole world feels it. So there's always the, the unknown. Mm-hmm. And what is the unknown going to bring? Like we did an episode where I talk about, I think it's going to be a hard landing. I don't, I'm not in the, in the soft landing boat. I'm just not. I don't have any great rationale or great reason besides I'm just being observant to my surroundings and the people I talk to within my network. And I feel I'm in the boat that the Federal Reserve did too much. They didn't let their initial adjustments actually take place and settle, set in. And because of that, we don't have a soft landing. It's going to be a hard landing. And then if someone else I was talking to also agreed with me on the hard landing, he then went one step further and said, what happens where we had runaway inflation? What happens if we have runaway unemployment? We've had record low unemployment for years. And one of the biggest drivers right now to inflation is we can't get unemployment to go back up a little Fire bit. Fire them all. But what happens if, for whatever reason, we were being distracted by certain numbers, by certain data points, by, by certain economic releases, that when unemployment starts to go up, something triggers and it becomes runaway unemployment. So instead of unemployment going from 3.3, 3.5 mm-hmm. to 4.6, 4.9, which is kind of where we would like it to be, 4.7 even, what if it gets to 5.7, then 6.5, then 7.2? What does that do to our overall economy? What does that do to housing, house prices? What does that do to mortgage interest rates? So there's a bunch of unknowns. But to answer the, the, the hey, I'm at a dinner party. Hey, I'm at a football game. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm at a youth sporting event. And someone just hits me up with, hey, man, when are rates going to come back down? When they come back down, stop asking me. Exactly. But no, my general answer <laughs> is we will start to see mortgage interest rates come back down. 
end of first quarter 2024. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate them coming down to as low as they're going to be until middle of 2025. So I was right. John, you are always right. Why? So is it mad? Are you mad that like did like when COVID happened and rates got to two percent? Did that like mess up people's idea like a thought process when it comes to rates? Because like, you know, what I I'm don't saying? think so. I found the consumer has a very short memory, both positive right? and they negative. They forget already that <laughs> both positive and negative, right? Like, ain't nobody mad about a six percent rate that they locked in uh, nine months ago when right. rates are sitting at eight. Right? They're doing a backflip. They're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, brush my shoulders right. off. Look how smart I am. Yeah. Right, and the person who was bitching about six percent rate, <laughs> you know, that's like, yeah, yeah. But it's like even now at, at eight, people are like, "Well, that's my rate." Many people, if you are ready to buy and you can afford the payment, you buy. Yeah, just buy it. Yeah, you buy. Yes, I mean, look at statistical analysis of homeowners over the past 40, 50 years. Homeowners are forty times more wealthy than non-homeowners. Mm-hmm. So you buy a house if you're ready, if you can afford the payment, if you can keep the the, the house maintained. Mm-hmm. And then you make adjustments to your financing strategy as your life changes, as your financial needs, wants, and goals change, but also as the economy and the market changes. Well said, Dustin. That was an amazing episode. Let's put a bow on this and end it right now. Let's put a bow on this and end it right now. Hey, y'all, if you have tuned in for the first time, we say thank you. If you are a T-Lopper for life, we say we love you. Make sure that you are subscribing. Let's make sure that you're tuning in. Please share this, not with one, not with two, but with three people. If you're a mortgage sales professional and you are not a member of tloponline.com. Shame on you. And you love this show. The hell. At a minimum, because of become a member because you love the show and you want to support the show. Duh. Yeah. But you also should do it because you want to invest in your professional and your personal betterment. And this is the best bang for your buck, dollar for dollar, in terms of what you invest and what you receive. And we're just getting started so his name is john coleman my name is dustin owen if you want to connect with us i ask you to do so facebook instagram a little bit on tiktok and on linkedin my first name is dustin my last name is owen if you want to connect with me individually linkedin is the way to go if you want to connect with the show hit us up on ig that is our preferred method of communication and then obviously tune in every tuesday and every friday when we drop new episodes So that's all the time we have for you today. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Leave me alone.